Hey there, welcome to our podcast. Pastors Todd and Mary have a message for you this week that they believe will inspire hope, unleash potential, and change your life. Make sure to subscribe to get a new one every week. Enjoy. So this morning, I want to talk to you about a, really something God dropped in my heart. I was, I was emailing Pastor Todd, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I just shared him a little bit of the outline of what God had laid in my heart. And this morning, I just want to talk about the Unleashed Church. I know your church Unleashed, and I know I'm Uncle Keith, and I understand in the family here. I listen, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so thrilled with all that God has done through the vision that he gave uh, Pastor Todd and Pastor Mary to birth this church. And it's important we understand um, those who have gone before us. And, you know, you're building upon the vision that God gave them. I, I followed a pastor of 40 years at Shirley Assembly of God. You, you've passed our church if you've been on Sunrise Highway and William Floyd. There's a little sign that says, Jesus is Lord. I'm building upon the faithfulness of a man of 40 years before me. And you're here and you're building with the bishops. That sounds good. That sounds, that sounds religious, doesn't it? You're building with the bishops. Hallelujah. And you're building upon what God wants to do right here in the center of Long Island. And I, I think God just beginning to start all that he wants to do through church unleashed. But God just laid upon my heart that the truth of the matter is he wants to unleash the church. And we can look to scripture to find out exactly what God is talking about. And so I want to read a couple of scriptures to you that God impressed upon my heart. You know, we are a spirit-filled Pentecostal church. And I know that could have many different, many different meanings and many different ideas and understandings to people. But this morning, what I want to communicate to you is that we're a church that's to be gathered, powered, and scattered. This morning, I want you to know that he gathers us so he can power us. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit so we can be the person and be the witness that God's called us to be. Because we can't do it in our own strength. But matter of fact, the Bible says, when I'm weak, then I'm the strongest. But in my own strength, it's never enough. Our own strength fails. We fail. But greater is he who's in us. I said greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. Listen, church, I want to tell you this morning, church unleashed, you got to encourage yourself with these things from God's word. I have a lot of scripture hidden in my heart, and the Bible says if you do that, it'll help you not sin against God. I can't tell you every scripture verse and where it's found, but I can tell, I can tell you the word because it's in my heart. Where is it located? Hold on, let me Google that. But I can tell you it's there because I've hidden it in my heart. Why? Because I don't want to sin against God. But I have sinned against God. I've sinned against the Holy Spirit. But he's faithful and just to forgive us if we'll call upon him. So listen to these verses that we have as we reflect about the original church when it was birthed on the day of Pentecost and how God unleashed the church at the very beginning. Here's what we see in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses Witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So this morning, I want you to know that the, the Lord unleashed his church on the day of Pentecost. And this morning, I want to remind you that in our own strength, we can do nothing. That's not really true, because we can do a lot. The problem is sometimes because we can do a lot, we rely upon our own strength. But the truth is, it's when we rely upon the strength of the Lord that he does exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever think, ask, or imagine. This has been an interesting season. Could everyone raise their hand and give a witness to that? This year, 2020, pandemic, COVID-19 has been a very interesting season. 
It's been a very interesting season to challenge us to keep our eyes fixed like a laser beam on the Lord, to remain focused on Him. You know, your focus is very important. When you're focused, you know where you're going and you know what you're going to do. But if you don't have the right eyesight, you don't have the right focus, you're not going to be able to do all that God wants you to do. I can remember the first time, the first time I realized I needed glasses. I was working in the library at Central Bible College, and my friend was sitting next to me. He just got a new pair of glasses. Now, mind you, I didn't need glasses, so I thought. And he had these new glasses. I'm like, I want to just see what I look like in these glasses. Can I borrow your glasses? And I put on his glasses, and I said, wow, there's leaves on the tree across the, the campus. Like, I was amazed. I thought I had great focus, but my vision wasn't all that it could be because I needed help to see what I needed to see. And I want you to know, we must find our vision, our strength, and our focus from the Lord. Look unto his word. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Listen, you're not here today. You're not here today for any person. You're here today because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep your eyes fixed and focused upon the Lord and his faithfulness, and you'll see God do some amazing, amazing things. Your pastors are great visionary leaders, and through this pandemic, they've led going forward, and they've kept their eyes upon the Lord, and they've been looking unto Jesus, you know. Um, my iPad just said Siri's not available. How many of you glad Jesus never sends you a signal that says Jesus isn't available? Isn't that amazing? Siri fails you, but Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. I wasn't even asking Siri for help. Isn't that crazy? And Siri isn't, isn't available. You know, you, you can ask the Lord, and he'll be there to help you each and every step of the way. But your pastors with their vision, they've realized that you get further down the road when you're looking through the windshield than when you're looking through the rearview mirror. Some of us during this pandemic, we've been spending more time looking in the rearview mirror than we have looking where we're going. And then when you look in the rearview mirror, the rearview mirror is important, but it's not necessary. But the windshield is necessary. If you don't look where you're going, you're not going to get where you need to be. And the Lord wants to take you and me to the places he's already preordained that we would be and we would go. Listen, do not lose hope and grow weary in well-doing. And so you have great examples in your pastors. And I know COVID has tested and stressed everybody. We're questioning everything. And you might even have times where you're questioning your pastor. I want you to know that your pastor is respected. As well as this church has a reputation, your pastor has a reputation. He's, a, he's respected as a man that loves Jesus, loves people, and he's generous and leads others. What he asks of you, he gives to others. I want you to know. And that's very important this morning. And so when we think about the Unleashed Church... Um, the Unleashed Church is a spirit-filled church, a church that's not afraid to let God fill them in such a way that they can go out into this world and overflow with his love and his kindness and be able to give a witness in due season. This world is lost and hopeless without the witness and the love that comes from Jesus Christ. And so this morning, I just want to share uh, three things with you. And the first thing is I want to talk to you this morning about the Unleashed Church is a gathered church. In a, in a season when the enemy would try to scatter the church, I've told our church so many times during this pandemic, I've said, listen, we've been scattered, but we're not shattered. We've been scattered, but I want you to know his church is not shattered. But yet it's important that we get back to gathering and coming together. And I know some of you are watching online and you need to come back into the Lord's house. You need to be with God's people because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But the Lord comes, we might have life and have it more uh, abundantly. And so we need the Spirit of God in our lives. We need the Spirit of God in our pulpits, in our preaching, in our worship, in everything we do, because that is God in us, moving through us to accomplish His will and His purpose in our life. And so, you know, pastors haven't had it easy during this time. 
trying to keep the church together, you know, trying to produce everything we can when we were like, you know, absent from the church and try to make it as nice and engaging and keep your attention span. Like, you know, worshiping on an iPhone at home instead of being in the church isn't the same. It's just not the same. But yet during during that time we were told to stay home, I was so thankful for the body of Christ coming together. I was so thankful that every, every Sunday at 11 o'clock at our church, I'd look on our, our live stream, there would be our church gathered together and people would be worshiping God. But pastors have had to work harder than they've ever worked before. This hasn't been a time of vacation. So when you see Pastor Todd and Pastor Mary and all the other staff, make sure you give them a really good pat on the back and tell them you're doing better than you know and you're doing better than I've ever told you before. And I'm so proud that you're my pastor and all that you're doing. But the gathered church is so important and some pastors will go to great lengths to see the church gathered. There's a church in Texas where, in te- not Texas, in California where they have told them that at, at the time they said, you know, uh, strip clubs are essential but churches aren't. And so this pastor had had enough and he had just been kind of uh, fed up and so he decided that maybe his church was going to be a strip club. Watch this video with me. way to take an offering, isn't it? At the, very, at the very end, someone brings them up a little extra money for the offering. Listen, pastors will do whatever it takes. Like, it's, it's incredible at times what's been done to the church. The church entered into this very loving and kind at the very beginning, said, we'll do whatever it takes to, to keep everyone safe and to be a team players. But then there came a point where we felt like, you know what, it's just not fair. It's just the church needs to be gathered together. And in Scripture, we see that the Lord Jesus told the early church, he said, I'm going to heaven, and, and he, he, he ascends into heaven. He says, but you go to Jerusalem and you wait for me and you gather together, be there, and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Church, we need to gather every single time we have an opportunity so that the Lord's Holy Spirit can do such a dynamic work in our life. Because without the work of the Holy Spirit, we're working in our own strength and in our flesh, and we will fall and we will fail and we will grow weary every single time. So the church in, in um, the, the early church, the church on the day of Pentecost as it's being birthed, it was gathered in Jerusalem. Now, I just wanted you to see the picture here. Being gathered in Jerusalem isn't the place you want to be gathered because the church was now gathering in the place where they had taken Jesus and they crucified him. People were afraid to be known as Christians. It wasn't that many days before, weeks before, where Peter and the rest of them kind of ran away from Jesus. A little girl was pointing at Peter and says, he's one of them, one of the disciples. No, not me. No, no, I'm, I'm not one of them. And now they're going back into the same city that's a little hostile towards the church. And they, they gathered together because Jesus told them to gather. And you, you could say, well, that's great, uh, Pastor Shaw. That's great that they gathered together because Jesus told them. But he hasn't told us to gather together. But the truth is he has told us to gather together. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25 It says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. 
The evening news looks a lot different today than it did when I was 10. When I think about the day of the Lord approaching, I don't know when he's going to come back for his church. He's our, he's our blessed hope. He's our glorious hope. But he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And in the meantime, he's calling us to gather together. He's calling us not to forsake the assembling together of the saints. He's calling us to be in unity. And it's not so that we can come and be a country club. This is not called Country Club Unleashed. This is an amazing church. But it wouldn't be a great country club. Because country clubs are all about facilities, but the church is all about people. You're an amazing church because you are the church. I hope when you looked in the mirror this morning, you didn't look in the mirror and say, well, I look good. I might have a little bit. But I looked in the mirror this morning and said, you are the church. That's what you got to remind yourself. You're going to a gathering place, but you are the church. We are the ones he died on Calvary for, that we might have eternal Life And so he wants us to be gathered as the church. It's very important that we would gather as a church. He told them to gather and to wait. You know why? Because he knew the task that was in front of them, they would need the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're not only called to be a gathered church, but a powered church. It's not enough to gather. It's not enough just to come in and hear the word of God. It's not enough just to come in and say, that was good church. Sometimes I, I joke at our church, I said, you know, you come in like, hey, I wanna, I'll just kind of sit here until the pastor says something I really like. If you're looking for tweetable tweets, you got the wrong guy. Every now and then one will slip out. But if you're looking for me to move you and wow you, that's not what's going to happen. But the Holy Spirit comes in and he changes our heart. The Lord's not looking for us to come to church and then leave unchanged, but rather he's looking for us to come to church and leave unleashed. Did you hear me this morning? He's not looking for you to come and be unchanged, but he wants you to be unleashed. The Lord's looking to finish the work he started in you. If you just get up and you come to church because you're coming to church, then you're just wasting your time. But I'm convinced people that come to church on a Sunday morning on Long Island are here because they're a true, devoted follower and disciple of Jesus Christ. We have better things to do unless we're really into this thing of serving God. But yet it's still a challenge. And so God wants us to gather so we can be the power church. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Luke 24 verse 49 says, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. The early church was to receive this power, but it wasn't a power from this earth. It wasn't a power of prestige or position or wealth or politics. It wasn't a power of fame. Rather, it was a spiritual power. Rather, it was a supernatural power. It was a power that doesn't come from ourselves. It doesn't come from putting money in the offering. And I hope you've put a lot in the offering. And I know, you know why I know you have? Because because I know the, the, the record of your church. I don't know the financial records. Eh, maybe I have to ask and find out. I'm saying I know your generosity that precedes you. I see every year that you're flipping Long Island the bird. Yeah, people notice. We pay attention. But this year, you haven't been flipping the bird. You've been sharing the bird. We, we're watching. We see the turkeys going out and being a part. There's so much more God still wants to do, but it takes finances to do it. But there's so much more than just giving your finances. It's giving your heart. It's saying, Lord, move in my spirit. Lord, it's not enough just to be a body of believers that come together, but it's a, to be a body of believers that experience the presence and the power of the Lord. And when we leave this place, we're different than when we came in. There's so much more that God wants to do through you. And you say, well, how much more, Pastor Shaw? How much more does God want to do? He wants to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. 
You say, well, where's that found in the Bible? I'd have to Google it to tell you, but see how you hide God's word in your heart and it comes out when you need it? You hear me? You catch on? Hide it in your heart. It'll encourage your soul. And he's going to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever think, ask, or imagine. Let your faith be encouraged. When you keep your eyes focused on the Lord, your faith will be encouraged. I've told my church once, I've told them a million times, and it's probably not an exaggeration. You could, you could prove it by every message I've preached. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep your focus on him. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus like a laser beam. Focus on him. Focus on him. Because there's all kinds of other stuff all around us that gives us problems and agita. Yet if we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, he'll do amazing, amazing things. So Church Unleashed this morning, we were given a task by God, a mission to carry out on this earth. And we need to be powered for that mission. So many times you see things that are powered and they don't ever carry out the mission. Let me give you a, an illustration of that. Maybe you've had a SUV, you know, when we were raising our children, we were like the minivan family. And we weren't just a minivan family, like we had the grand caravan minivan. That was like the minivan of all minivans. My kids grow older and they have kids and like, <laughs> never going to have one of those cars. I'm like, you don't understand how much that saved us on vacations. Like, we could haul anything in there and a little bit more. And they, they didn't want to have that minivan. So now there's a generation that we're going to have SUVs. I have a Honda Pilot. It's got like all-wheel drive. And you see a lot of SUVs and four-wheel drives driving around. They've never been on the beach. They've never been in the mud. They've never been in the snow. They got the power, but they've never been on mission. God wants us to have the power and be on mission. Your SUV ought to be on the beach. I went on the beach. I drove on the beach this year for the first time with a friend. I'm like, wow, my life was opened up to a whole new world. I thought I was on a small world. It's a whole new world. I saw all these vehicles. They back right up on the beach. They pull out their lawn chairs and their barbecues and their pop-up porta-potties. That was a little weird. They pull out all this stuff, and they're just sitting on the beach enjoying it. But they were on mission because their car could go on the beach. Sometimes we have the power of God, but we don't go out on mission. There's people on your job that need you to be on mission. But you can't be on mission until you're powered. Your pastor can't hype it up enough, preach it up enough. No one can. you got to go and hunger and thirst after the things of God, and God will do what, only what God can do. you got to look to God, and you got to trust Him. Maybe you're here today, and you need a refreshing of His presence and His power. I know I need a refreshing of His presence and His power every day. The cares and concerns are heavy. The taxes are large. The challenges are difficult. We need the presence and the power of the Lord. And not only will it do us good, but it will do the people around us good. They'll see there's something different about us. And I'm talking about weird different. I've grown up in the church. I'm fourth generation of Assemblies of God, which means about nothing. But, but I've seen a lot of different. God's not looking for different in that way, but we are peculiar people. There's a difference between different... And drawing attention to yourself. And by the way, you guys have the same clapping problem my church does. I just want to let you know it just caught me off guard. You clap like my church. And here's what I tell my church. We're going to break out that wedding song. Everybody clap your hands. Mm -mm -mm. Everybody. All right. You guys do much better at that song too. Surely Assembly of God and Church Unleashed has something in common. We stink at clapping, but when we bring out the everybody clap your hands, you get it. So I appreciate the clapping because you're clapping to Jesus. But clap a little harder, clap a little longer, clap back at the Lord all the time because he's so very faithful. And the last thing, he doesn't just call us 
empower us. He also then scatters us. You see, we're not meant to sit in the church. The church is meant to sit without us because this is the meeting place of the church. When you leave our church parking lot, we have a sign that says you're entering your mission field. We stole it from Smithtown Gospel Tabernacle. Wasn't that great? It's just a silly sign, but it's a, it's a very good reminder every time we leave because our mission field's not here. This is the filling station. But the mission field is out there. God's called you and put you in places he hasn't put anyone else. And from the beginning of the, of the time before you were in your mother's womb, he knew the plans and the purposes he had for you. For you. Everybody clap your hands. Hey, I figured I was only going to get it one time to preach for Pastor Todd anyway, so I'm just having fun. But during this pandemic time, as I said, I've told our church we've been scattered, but we're not shattered. Listen, the church isn't shattered. You're still at home. You can be here. And maybe you're not ready to be here, but when you're ready, the church will be here. And I just want to, could we give everyone here a round of applause for being in the Lord's house? Honestly, come on now. Long Island needs you in this house. Because Long Island needs you out in the highways and the byways after you leave his house. Because it's, it's, not, it's not okay to come in and be unchanged, but it is okay to leave and be unleashed in the, in the power of the Lord. There's a scattering that must take place in the unleashed church. And it's necessary if we're going to complete the task that he has for us. When's the last time you've said, Lord, what's the task you have for me. When's the last time you've prayed? It's not enough to come and say, well, my pastor is so cool. He preaches a good word. What's your pastor, Todd and Pastor Mary, all of that. But that won't carry you through. That'll get you to dominoes tonight. It won't take you all the way through. But when you humble yourself before the Lord, he will lift you up. You just got to know, church, that he's got plans and purposes you've yet to see, but it's because you've also yet to talk to him about it. He has something special for you, and he wants you to do it because he told us in Acts 1.8, he said, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. I just want to let you know, and, and, and a lot of you, I know you know this, but the end of the earth is big. We support missions in our church. I've had the privilege of traveling in the last three years more than I've ever traveled. I've been to Africa. I've been to countries in Africa. I've been to India. I've been to Nepal. I've been to Thailand. I've been to Sri Lanka. I've been to a few different places. And what I realize is we're not in this alone, but we're all in it together. One of the greatest things you can do when COVID begins to let up is get back on one of those mission trips that this church supports and takes and get out of where you live and go see the world and get a greater perspective because you'll come back and you'll be the unleashed church that God wants you to be. Because he's called, remember, I'm Uncle Keith. He's called Church Unleashed for such a time as this. And he's still got great plans that you don't even understand because who can understand the ways of the Lord? All we can do is trust Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all your ways. And if He feels like it, no, He shall. That's pretty tight. He shall direct your paths. So this morning, I want you to be encouraged. I want Church Unleashed to be the unleashed church. I want Church Unleashed to leave here today 
and say, Lord, I want you to unleash me for greater things than I've ever had vision for before. And it all starts because you've been gathered today and you'll gather again. And it all starts because after we're gathered, we're powered. Listen, a part of worshiping is opening ourselves up to God and just saying, Lord, I surrender all to you. If you were standing in a 7-Eleven and someone came in and put a gun in your back and said, stick them up. You'd be like, oh, I'm not sure if I feel like it. No, you'd surrender. When you come into the Lord's house, worship teams prayed. They've sought the Lord. You just need to surrender to God. You need to say, I bring you more than a song. I'm sorry, I almost started singing. I don't even like to do that in my own church because that is like unpardonable sin right there. But I bring you more than a song, Lord, because that's not what he requires. He requires a heart. Although I will say, I I did listen to those messages I told you about. I'm not going to sing heavy metal. I just want you to know that because I can hardly sing worship songs, let alone heavy metal. See, I've been paying attention. Your church is known. People listen. People pay attention. I don't even know what heavy metal song I would sing. I know how to sing I love you Lord I know how to sing you're so awesome I know how to sing songs they've never even written yet I know how to sing songs they don't even know how to play to because the Lord puts a song in your heart and the Lord puts a spring I'd like that spring (laughs) so my spring's not as good as yours that's right but he puts a spring in your step because he has plans and purpose for you that you don't even understand God has a plan for each and every one of us. I'm going to ask you just to bow your heads for a moment.